0: For twelve seventy nine, plus someone will win Bison season tickets for next year. That's January eighth at Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, and scenic views.
1: The mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Thursday morning, it's the 29th of December, 2022. KFGO time is 644, it's 18 degrees. Travis Dunn, Game on Hockey, coming your way at 5.30 tonight. He is on the KFGO Morning Crew with Doug and Dan. And uh, Travis, before we jump into it, do you still celebrate Boxing Day, Travis Dunn?
0: You know, I'm having a bit of a hard time hearing you guys this morning, but do I celebrate New Year's? Do I celebrate- go. Do you celebrate the Boxing Day? Uh, well, Of course you do. You're, you're, you're a member of the, you know, the Commonwealth. I mean, I'm still a Canadian, so of course you have to celebrate Boxing Day. Now, what, is, you know what, what? Is,
1: what is Boxing Day? You put a bunch of stuff in boxes? You send packages out in the mail? What, what's Boxing Day?
0: Well, the history of Boxing Day, gentlemen, Dan, good morning, uh, is that in England, after Christmas, they would box up a lot of the leftover food and leftover gifts that perhaps weren't favorites, and they would pass it on to those less privileged. Then of course it became a shopping day for the rest of us <laughs> centuries later. So that's what—that's basically what it is up north of the border. So one of the um, deals so, started
1: off with good intentions and, and turned into commercialization.
0: <laughs> Gee, uh, that's surprising. Uh, wow, the poor
1: Canadians—they've <laughs> lived next to the Americans too long.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, Grand Forks wasn't open for business maybe at that point with all the great stores they have oh, in Fargo sure. and all those folks heading south of the border on those on those holidays. So. But yes, you do see a lot of Canadian traffic down here during that time of year. And you know what? Black Friday has become a big day north of the border as well because people come down south on that day and, and participate in the tradition of, well, what used to be Black Friday. It's changed, obviously, with COVID, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Oh,
1: that's right. Now I know what Boxing Day is.
0: Traps. you do absolutely. All these years later,
1: I was I was listening to yep. to Hennessy on hockey last night with head coach Brad Berry, and they were talking about the, the 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 goaltender situation for the Fighting Hawks. From what you see, do you see a problem in the net for the Fighting? Brad Berry uh, kindly put it as we're aware of the situation. You know, Tim Hennessy saying, "Is there a problem at goaltender?" Your thoughts?
0: You know, I don't. Let's look at it this way, guys. When they played Western Michigan. Uh, Drew Ritter played very well, but he played well because the guys in front of him played much better, making better decisions with the pucks in front of him, not making uh, uh, uh decisions that put him at peril to make a big save. Uh, some of the passes the guys were making, uh, defense I'm an old defenseman, of course, and some of the inopportune times of turnovers deep in your own end of the rank that makes it difficult in a goaltender. The forwards are a big part of it, you know, they don't get blamed sometimes for the defensive woes. But they it, it all starts up there as well. They have to back check. they got to fill their lanes. they got to do all the things that are appropriate to keep those good grade-A scoring opportunities that we hear about all the time and take away time and space for the the, the opposition. They did it against Western Michigan, proving that DeRitter is a good goaltender and Helston as well, but it's a team effort. It just—it always falls back on the goaltender, right? It's like the pitcher in baseball. He gets blamed for everything, doesn't he? Well, the goaltender gets blamed as well because he's the guy that you see when the puck goes into the net,
1: well, and then that's very generous of you as a former defenseman to actually, you know, you know, put some of the responsibility <sighs> on the on the defenseman of uh, UND.
0: Well, absolutely. You know, it, it sticks in the lanes. You know, all those things you hear. You know, played. Uh, you know, Dan, you played football. You had, you had, a, you had responsibility of who you were going to block. Right.
1: That's Defensive
0: true. Defensive backs. Uh, they got to stay in their lanes. They have to take away time and space so that the, that receiver doesn't get the ball in a, in a, in a wide open area. And you don't, you don't, uh, aren't derelict in duty in covering what you're supposed to do. So everybody has their responsibilities. They have to just keep it simple. And they proved that again. You're Northern Michigan or Western Michigan, pardon me, two games. They played as well as you can possibly yeah. play. Uh, they're not getting a lot of shots on that. They, they reduce that. Then they reduce those grade A quote unquote opportunities um, that make it hard for the goaltender. So, you know, it's like everything else that when, it's turned around now? Can they do it consistently? That becomes the issue. The under-18 team—they've beat a number of Division One hockey teams. This is a very, very good hockey team coming in here Saturday. Um, you know, uh, break. Uh, Sidorski is still stuck in Buffalo. You know, <laughs> with the Buffalo—he's that's where he's from—and he's oh. having a hard time getting back to Grand Forks because of the blizzards. So, yeah, they may be down a guy, but they're also going to be a healthier hockey team because they had three, a three-week break. And it gets serious next week with Lindenwood coming to town, and then three weeks at home in a row. Uh, it's time to feast on those
1: points. Travis Dunn is the host of Game on Hockey. And as you referenced, uh, UND's next action is Saturday against the U.S. Under-18 team. It's an exhibition. The, the momentum that they have with Western Michigan, a, a great weekend, that was way back December 9th and 10th. So what what do you do if you're Brad Berry for this game on on Saturday? You want to keep that momentum and build on that, but you don't want to risk uh, injury as well.
0: You know, it, you, you, can't, you cannot be concerned with injury. You know, you have to go put your team out there and have them go to work, uh, get back into that so-called that groove that they found at Western Michigan. You can't worry about injuries. You know, it's like every, like every sport. If that's in the back of your mind, you're in big, big trouble. You have to play it. And that frees you up to play the game. If you're thinking about things that are negative, that's usually what ends up happening. Um, so in this case, they're going to they're gonna throw everything they can at this team. Uh, it's a, it's a great exhibition opportunity, uh, you know, four thirty in the afternoon. That's good. I get home about eight o'clock at night after that game. I'll, I'll be, of course, be in bed by nine o'clock. I don't think I'll be celebrating, but at the same time, you know, they want to be celebrating a victory and, and starting out the year 2023, which is right around the corner on a positive note. Yeah.
1: So what's coming up on game on hockey tonight, Travis Dunn?
0: Well, let's see, 5.30, Mr. Scott Taylor will be at the uh, Discovery Life Center in Winnipeg. That's where the Winnipeg Jets play. He'll be in the press box getting ready for the game tonight, uh, talking about the injury-riddled Winnipeg Jets. And uh, then we have Brian Adolski, the former UND women's hockey coach. He's now the head coach of the St. Cloud State Huskies women. So he'll be having a good visit with uh, Brian Adolski.
1: Hey, looking forward to that game on hockey tonight, 5.30. Travis Dunn, always looking forward to it, Travis. Thanks so very much. Thanks, Travis.
0: Hey. We'll talk to you guys next year.
1: You got it. Happy New Year. (laughs) I love it.